This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. We're studying Psalm 138. So if you have your Bibles, turn there with us. And I'm reading from the New American Standard. I will give thee thanks with all my heart. I will sing praises to thee before the gods. I will bow down toward thy holy temple and give thanks to thy name for thy loving kindness and thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word according to all thy name. On the day I called, thou didst answer me. Thou didst make me bold with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth will give thanks to thee, O Lord, when they have heard the words of thy mouth. And they will sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is exalted, yet he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou wilt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. The loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting. Do not forsake the works of thy hands. You know, Junie, one of the Bibles, the heading is Thanksgiving for the Lord's favor. And this psalm really is a praise and a thank offering to the Lord. And as we spoke yesterday, there's a number of words for praise and there's a number of words for thanks and thanksgiving. But both words can be translated by the Hebrew word yada. So, and in these verses we see thanks and praise coming forth from the Lord, and a very thankful heart is giving praise to the Lord. But today we want to turn our attention to the second part of verse 2, because in the New American Standard it says, Thou hast magnified thy word according to all thy name. But I believe that's not the most accurate translation. The New King James Version says it this way, Thou hast exalted thy word above all thy name, which is very similar, if not exactly alike, to the Masoretic text, which is the accepted English version of the Hebrew Bible. Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. So we see, Junie, this is a very important statement, because I think if we understand it, we'll come to this conclusion, that the word is greater than all other manifestations of God. And we need to remember that before Jesus was incarnated and came as a man, he was and is the Word of God. He is the Word of God made flesh. 
And when we read the Gospel of John, we read, the, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we see that the Word is magnified above the name of the Lord, and we know how great that name is, the name above all other names. And one day every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is the Lord. So it's a powerful name, but yet the word clearly shows that high above the name is the word magnified above the name. And all we have to do is look at a couple of verses in Psalm 119, and we see how the word is exalted and how the word cannot be something that we just study or uh, uh, under obligation read, but the word is the word of life. For example, in looking at verse 17 in Psalm 119, we read these words, Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Junie, that's an incredible word, because if we just look at what it's saying, here's what we see, that the, the psalmist, David, is saying, Please, Lord, deal bountifully with me, your servant, so I can live and keep thy word. And the question we need to ask ourselves, are we living by keeping the word of God? Is the cause of our life to demonstrate, magnify, and demonstrate, most importantly, the word of God? Just as Jesus was the word made flesh, is the word such a vital part of our life that we could say the word is being made flesh in us? That is the key because, you know, Junie, you could argue theology, you could argue doctrine, but the, when the word of God becomes our very life, it's going to transform us. And who can argue against a transformed life? That's power. And we see in the first three verses of Psalm 138 a way in which the word, God's life, can be magnified in our life because we do have a will within our life. God has given us a free will to choose. And here we see the psalmist David in the first three verses of Psalm 138 saying, I will give thee thanks with all my heart. I will praise, sing praises to thee before the God, small g. I will bow down toward thy holy temple and give thanks to thy name for thy loving kindness and thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word according to thy name. And it's, it's really something, Shelley, that when we follow in what David wrote in the, the Psalms, of choosing to give thanks in every situation of life, to sing praises to the Lord, the Holy One, before all the fallen gods, to bow down before his temple and to give thanks to him, then something happens within our heart when we recognize and see that Jesus is the Word made flesh, and we want his Word to change our life. We want to live a life that is pleasing to God. And so many times we're tempted by our own reactions or our own um, actions in the trials and tribulation of life to not live according to his word, 
but according to the way we feel or the way we think or the way things affect us. So it really is a transformed life by obeying and listening to the word of God. It's powerful, Judy. And when you read those scriptures that said, I will, I will. How often have we prayed? Thy will be done. Well, I believe with all my heart that if we live by the word of God, if we are a demonstration, a living demonstration of the word of God, we will be in the will of God. So obeying the word brings us into the will of God. And the more we are willing, the greater the power of the word will be in our lives. So let's go back to Psalm 119 and let's look at verse 105. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So we spoke about the word needing to be a way of life. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. And it's his word that will be a lamp to our feet and a light to my path. And of course, Jesus is also the light. So we see the things that Jesus is, is really a description of what the word is as well. And we're talking about not just the written word, but the living word, Jesus himself. And so to be practical about it, so many times we have our minds set or our will set on what we believe a circumstance or situation is. Are we willing to put everything at the feet of Jesus, all of our opinions, all of the way we see things or believe things to be, asking the Lord to change our heart and change our mind to agree with him? And so many of the conflicts that we find in life, because this side of heaven, we live in a fallen world amongst fallen people. And if we desire to be different, if we desire for the word of God, for the Lord himself to live his life in us and through us, it becomes very painful in the reality of walking in that truth every day of our life, because usually the things that are unseen are more real than the things that are seen. And so we really need to know the heart of God in the matter, that we would have his eyes and have his heart. And it is a new heart that we would live by, not cold, not calculating, but really considering the Lord and considering our neighbor greater than ourself. Amen, amen, amen. All right, continuing on in Psalm 119, and I encourage you to read that psalm because the basic theme of it is the word, the statutes, the precepts of God. Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of thy word gives light and gives understanding to the simple. So again, the word in 105 was a light, the word is a light to my path. And now it says the entrance of thy word gives light and gives understanding to the simple. So praise God to the simple-minded, to the, to the young as well as the old, the word of God will give understanding. And it says in, in Proverbs, with all thy getting, get understanding. And finally, let's look at verse 133 in Psalm 119. Establish my footsteps in thy word. Well, when Jesus says he is the way, and we combine it with verse 133, establish my footsteps in thy word, we see that the word of God is a path that Jesus has put before us that we are to walk in. And that is our place of safety, living 
walking and having our being in him as well as in the word. And you know, Shelley, so many times believers think that if you walk that way, that everything will be good and everything will be easy and God will bless you. But the truth of the matter is, if we are really asking the Lord to transform us, one of the signs of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is trouble. And so when trouble comes your way or people misunderstand you or you find yourself suffering for doing good, don't give up. Yes, Don't Lord. feel like something uh, peculiar has happened to you. But that's how Jesus walked the face of the earth. He was the word himself made flesh. He was rejected by his own. He was accused of having a demon. He uh, was beaten and he went to the cross as the son of man. But he also took sin upon himself and died and was resurrected that we might become the righteousness of Thank God. Thank you, Lord. So don't be discouraged. If you use and live in and buy in through the word of God, if trouble comes your way, don't be discouraged. Allow the Lord to encourage you. And if you suffer for righteousness sake, it's better than suffering for, than for doing evil. So I encourage every listener, and I encourage my own heart as I speak, that truth and light will always prevail. And Jesus carried away sin. And may we be willing to be broken bread and poured out wine for him. So we see that the word is the key ingredient and necessary to live a life that gives glory to God. Because he is the word and we have the written word as well. So Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for the heart of the psalmist who wrote these, who wrote these words and who said... Your word is magnified above your name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we want our lives to magnify your life and your word. We want to be a living demonstration of a word that's alive and has life in it. So, Lord, I pray for every one of our listeners to be in the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.